0: You are listening to Become a Guitarist Today
1: podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 80 with my special guest today, Andy Gill from the band Gang of Four. So, we talk about his upcoming tour of Australia in November. Plus, we get to break down his style of playing guitar thanks to the help of the, a YouTube clip that I'll put in the show notes as well. So, you can have a look at that. But we're we'll going into more detail about his playing and his influences as well. Now, Andy also gives us a breakdown of the guitar as an instrument and some great tips for anyone that plays guitar. doesn't matter what style, but some really good tips in there. Now, before we do go to the interview with Andy, I do have a, a few special announcements I'd like to make about a few tours coming up. So the first thing is that the Swedish band Soilwork are coming back to Australia. They'll be playing in Melbourne on Saturday, the 2nd of November at Max Watts. Now, another great gig that's coming up in April next year is John Five and the Creatures. So John Five played guitar for Rob Zombie, he played for Paul Stanley, David Roth, Lyndon Skinner, Rod Stewart, and goes on and on. So he's a great guitarist. So he'll be playing at The Prince on the Thursday, 16th of April next year. Plus he'll be playing in Brisbane and Sydney as well. Now, as mentioned last week, so I do have an interview coming out with Dan Hawkins from The Darkness, who will also be touring next year in March and one more for another interview coming up is with Ross the Boss who used to be in Manowar so he'll be touring all around New Zealand and Australia and including Melbourne on Friday the 22nd of November at Max Watts so lots of gigs coming up and also lots of albums coming out as well I'll go into more of those details in next week's podcast so for now let's go over the interview with Andy Gill by starting off with finding out all about the tour in Australia Yeah, so you're coming down here in uh, November, down to Melbourne, Australia.
0: Yeah, we're coming all over, uh, Perth and Adelaide, Brisbane,
1: Yeah, I guess the usuals, yeah. So you guys will be playing the whole entire album, aren't you, of the entertainment? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so it's going to be great, plus some other hits as well, I take it?
0: Yes, that's right.
1: So first of all, I just want to ask, because we're more of a guitar podcast. Yeah. um, Now, did you have to go back and learn any of the, the stuff from the album, or did you already been playing it for all these years?
0: No, there's certain songs that we really often play. I mean, like, I don't think we've ever done a set without playing Damaged Goods at some point.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: then, yeah, there's 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 quite a few songs from there that we often play. The ones that get played a bit less uh, are like uh, 5.45 and Guns Before Butter. Okay. And those, for some reason, we haven't played those for quite a long time. Yeah. So we had to uh, we had to knuckle down and uh, figure that out. You know? yeah. I mean, it's not it's not that they're particularly difficult at all, but you just had to remember how to play it, you know.
1: So was was there any challenges? Nah. No? Not really. <laughs> no. no, no, no. I don't know if you've seen or not, there's a, a guy on YouTube named Adrian where he actually breaks down your style. And he does that on YouTube. Yeah, have, you haven't seen that? No. Yeah, he's had like over 30,000 views. A lot of comments about it, about your <laughs> playing, which is really good.
0: That sounds absolutely fascinating. Can I just write down his name so I can check this out? Yes. Yeah. What's his name?
1: His name's Adrian. He doesn't say his last name, but... Adrian. Yeah, but I'm sure if you just type in Andy girl Qatar, it should come up, I'd, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, so he breaks down ether, not great men, and damaged goods. Right, Interesting. And- yeah.
0: I wonder what the comments are like. That'd be quite funny. Well,
1: actually, I've got a lot of the comments here ready to go for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so a lot of people have been saying that they've really been looking forward to a video like this because they couldn't really analyse your playing and they yeah. they've got a lot out of this video. Right. Which is really good.
0: That is great,
1: yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing I must ask you, there's been a little debate on the, the comments because on the video yeah. in our Not Good Men, he does your first riff on the Open A. <laughs> Right but someone else saying now it should be uh, open g. Um,
0: da, 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 da. Um,
1: what the hell is it?
0: <laughs> you got yourself because I just put my fingers where I know they need to go. Yeah. <laughs> I just I had to stop and think about what it, the final note of it is a g. Yeah. It's basically part of it's part of a g chord. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the top top two you know and I think before that it's I think it's d and e played on the B string okay da, 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 da. i I'd think yeah um without actually sitting down with the guitar i'm, I'm not 100 sure <laughs> you know a lot of this stuff is deliberately simple yeah it's supposed to be uh accessible and simple in a very, very, very loose way, it's kind of sort of bluesy, I suppose. Yep. Um, but I think most people would be hard pushed to see the connection between that and blues, but I think
1: there kind of is something there.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's so much about the rhythm,
1: you know. For sure. Yeah, I mean, because other people are saying that, you know, they, they thought the songs were easy until they actually analysed yep. it and realise yeah. you know, that you're playing, your technique was harder than I thought. Yeah,
0: yeah, maybe it is, yeah. I mean, it seems simple to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, some other comments, which I totally agree with. People saying that you're more part of the rhythm section and you know, play yeah. more of the percussion like a drum, where the, the melody is more coming from the vocals and the bass. So would you agree with that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, John used to say that he, you know, what he's saying just basically came from the guitar. You know, early Gang of Four is not a melody-driven thing. Yeah, it's 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 the whole thing is quite percussive. Mm. And the idea the idea was that if you take a classic pop song from I don't know the sixties or whatever, yeah, the vote you know it's like a hierarchy. It's like a pyramid with the the vocal. You know, it's called a mm. bit of a giveaway. It's called the top line. So that's at the pinnacle and then below that you've got guitars and maybe keyboards and below that you got bass and at the bottom you got drums. Yep. And very often the drums in those kind of classic songs would be quieter. And the thing about, you know, and I wanted everything to be side by side rather than one above the other. Okay. So to me, what I was trying to make was something made out of the building blocks of the basic, elements so a beat on a hi-hat a beat on an open hi-hat a hit on the snare a hit on the floor tom these are all elements that you put into it's almost like if you had a piece of graph paper and you get you know and you go right well just there i'm going to put a hi-hat just there there's going to be a slide on the guitar just there there's going to be a hit on the bass and then the vocal will join in with the guitar here you see what i mean it's like it's kind of mapped out like that yep and you know, sometimes things hit together. Very often they are weave into a kind of mesh where they're not hitting together, but they're working around each other. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and also, but you kind of keep the tempo up to keep the excitement going, which yeah. makes it all very kind of dancey and it makes it, you know, rhythmic and people like to jump about, you know. And often melody was possibly a bit secondary a lot of the time.
1: Yeah. I guess that's what makes, another thing to makes your style, too, like you just explained. Yeah. I guess a lot of people back then, too, weren't really doing that. So it was something different and still is. It was pretty uh, different. Yeah. It was different,
0: yeah.
1: Now, just one more thing with the comments people were saying about a lot of people were requesting, yeah. they want instructional DVD on how to play To Hell With Poverty. Right. A lot of people yeah. were saying, oh, how do you do that? Interesting. I mean... The bulk
0: of the song is it's a, a and a C. Mm. It's basically two notes, and then it climbs up a tone to a D, when it where it's signalling the change. You know, that yep. it's and then there's the kind of middle section where it drops to an E, uh, a kind of rhythmic pulse on the E, and a harmonic, hard to explain.
1: Yeah, no, sure, mate. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> But I mean, yeah. it, it is that is kind of ridiculously. Simple in a way You know Just it And, and it, you know What makes it work Is the kind of Sustain on On the guitar notes And then under that You've got this like Really funky Almost disco Kind of Rhythm section Underneath that You know Yeah Yeah I mean it's It's, it's one of uh, It's one of my favourite songs
1: Yeah and I guess it's Like that uh, The drone theory as well Where you've got those Open notes Going over the top Of those little riffs You're doing as well Yeah Which works yeah. really well Yeah So was one of your main influencers Wilco Johnson from Dr. Feelgood?
0: Yeah, he, he was, um, when I saw Dr. F- I saw Dr. Feelgood early on, I saw him in, I remember seeing him in, I think it was 70, 74. And I saw him again. I saw him about three times, I think. Yeah. W- when, when they were that original lineup. Yep. And I think, you know, obviously the incredibly impressive thing about Wilco was a, he looked slightly crazed and B, he always engaged the audience. Yep. He wasn't like staring at his, he wasn't, you know, staring at his shoes. Yeah, He was like really engaging the audience almost as if, almost in a slightly aggressive way. Mm. And, you know, that combined with his sound just made, you know, he, he became almost like, it, it was almost like looking at, uh, a criminal in a in a black and white movie, <laughs> in an old black and white movie, you know,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. the sort of bad guy that you that you loved. Yeah. yeah. So that's not even we haven't even touched on his guitar style. Mm. But um, so his his demeanor was, I think, with me and John in the first incarnation of Gang of Four, it's like, yeah, you got to be direct, you got to look at, never take your eyes off the audience. You know, you got to be right on them all the time. Guitar wise, I used to like when I was like a teenager, you know, I like, I liked a lot of different things. Yep. And some of it was not considered very hip at the time. Stuff like Motown or Stax
1: mm. with
0: Steve, Steve Cropper doing an amazing rhythm, rhythm guitar work, you know, yep. I didn't really think about it so much at the time. But looking back, I can see what it was. You know, I, I liked these guitarists who had a really strong rhythm. Nile Rodgers continues that tradition, you know. Yeah. You know, it's incredible. The guitar is such an incredibly versatile thing. Oh,
1: yeah. For you sure. know,
0: it, it can do these, uh, you know, it's sometimes marvellous to think about. This is this, this little chunk of wood and metal, you know, you can do these uh, extraordinary, cool, uh, interesting rhythms, you know, that are really inventive. And, yeah. uh, and then you can go mad with it. You can just, it, it can turn into a, a complete abstract noise generator. Yeah. That, that you know you're not even sure if it's a guitar that's why you know so many pedals are, are made for the guitar there must be hundreds of thousands of pedals that have been made for the guitar oh yeah you know because everybody appreciates that it's kind of this incredible noise generator and you with the effects you need to put on all kinds of stuff yeah so you know and and Hendrix being one of the great innovators of that aspect of the guitar you know mm. To me you those are the sort of two sides of it you've got the sustained abstract is that a guitar type of thing yep. and then on the other hand the very tight rhythmic pulsing clean you know you've got that side of things yeah yeah and to me just love both sides of that equation where it's very very tight and it's part of the as you say it's another rhythmic element within the rhythmic structure Yep. you know and then at other times it just goes wild completely ignoring the rhythm and going just off off on its own somewhere yeah so that, that that's what thrills me about
1: it yeah i guess probably a good example would be uh damaged goods your your wrists and that's probably yeah you know, really funky with a rhythmic uh, feel you're just talking about as well yeah yeah And I guess that leads me back to that Wilco Johnson. So uh, I hadn't really heard of him till I researched himself, and then I saw it and I had a look at some of his videos. And the way he's just got his hand going up and down the right hand, and it's all really (laughs) done with the left hand adding in all the the mutes and leads and playing. That's what I heard come out of that into your playing, but in your own way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Damage Goods is the most obviously kind of Wilco influenced of, of all the Gang of Four songs. I think Damage Goods is, is kind of has got a very kind of Wilco esque thing going on. Yes, um, but it's interesting. Have you ever heard the Pirates? No, I haven't. Who? Okay, well, the Pirates were a band that were around just before Doctor Feelgood.
1: Okay, I'll look that up.
0: And if you listen to one or two Pirate songs you would swear it was dr feelgood no really yeah yeah so i mean we all we all borrow from each other
1: yeah that's good like i said but it's not always about the playing it's about the the way they bring it across too i mean a probably a good example for myself like i you know grew up on van halen but i don't play like him but seeing him live smiling enjoying it I, i took that onto my original band and yeah but i wouldn't Never compare myself to him. No, right. right, right, right. So I guess a similar type of thing. What you're saying about him, yourself, and um Wilco. Yeah, yeah. Other people were talking about your staccato style, saying how yeah. a lot of the riffs you do like to like cut off, then you yeah, come back in, and I guess that comes down to funky feel as well.
0: Yes, and what they were just like noting the staccato ness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're just saying. Oh, it's a really, yeah. a really cool the way you use your staccato style. But um, I'm sure yeah. you'll, you'll see the comments once you see it. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to having a look at this. I mean, a lot of people asking about your tone and, um, like, he talked about your sound. How it's more of a treble type sound rather than a bassier sound, which goes in well with the, the bass and drums again, giving yourself a different, yeah. different feel again.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like the guitar to kind of occupy those higher frequencies you know the upper mids yeah Yep. and i usually scoop out a little bit of the low mids and add quite a lot of low bass so when when i hit the bottom string yep. you know it should feel quite fat yeah yep. but but i don't want the overall sound to be muddy so i take out i suppose it'd be around 600 hertz somewhere around there mm. And then boost something in the in the upper mids so yeah i mean it is it's fairly bright not for every song but certainly the the earlier things it was like that yeah, yeah. and then um the, there are there are some songs like for example i parade myself which is generally speaking a more middly more middly sound yeah uh, a bit a bit fatter uh and a bit more kind of menacing I, uh, I've got a 335, which I really love, and obviously that sounds quite different to the strat that I use most of the time. And sometimes we we do gigs where I actually swap between. I'll, I'll play some songs on the 335, and some songs on the strat. But it's the, the 335 has got a obviously a slightly more a less sharp sound. Slightly more fuzzy edged, it's almost like the difference between a clean digital photograph and then a photograph that's on uh, old fashioned film. Yeah, yeah, you know, which, if you do know what I mean, it's kind of got the 335 has got a sort of certain, certain nice fuzziness around the edge of the note. Yeah, it's not as it's not quite as pristine, precise.
1: Yeah, no, no, exactly what you mean, for sure. I just want to thank you very much yeah, for doing this for us. Yeah, hopefully we can do it again one time when a new Absolutely. album comes out or something. Yeah, All we'll right. do it again. Thank you, mate. No worries. Thanks, Andy. Cheers. Right, see Cheers. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.